So, all things are possible, are they not? Now, you Westerners, you. So, let's say somebody comes to you and says, uh, all you great people of faith, they go, you know what? We don't have any money. We don't, uh, um, we don't have a savings account. We haven't done anything that we're supposed to do. But we're going to receive a house on 35 acres. What do you tell them? Well, I'll get realistic. <laughs> Most pastors would go, you got to be a good steward. Can't, if you can't trust you with the little thing, you can't trust you with the big thing. Have you heard all that stuff? What a crock. What a peanut faith, right? So they've been telling us for a year. We're like, okay. All things are possible to him who believes. So... Uh, you know what? We're going to have a house on 35 acres, and it's going to have views from our. It's going to have views of the mountains from our home and from our office. Hallelujah, man! I love it. No, get pre-qualified. None of that. That wasn't our advice, our counsel, right? I said, awesome, awesome. So they call us. They go, "Can we meet you on New Year's Eve?" Like, yeah, sure. Come on over. They come over. Goes. Uh, we got a call from a family member that has no idea what we're praying for. Like the least suspecting person we thought would do this. And he goes, meet me at this address. So they go, that's kind of weird. So they go down there and they go to this address and he goes, here's the 38 acres I bought you with views of the mountains. Where do you want me to build your house? No mortgage, no money, no nothing, no nothing. But the heart has everything it needs to produce. Amen? Woo! That's hot. That is really hot, in my opinion. Come on, man. That should excite you guys a little bit more. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So your heart contains riches beyond your wildest dreams. I really want, I'm going to take a couple weeks on this because doggone it, the whole creation is waiting for the manifestations of sons of God. If you truly knew you could have any result you desired, what would you desire in 2020? Without any idea where it's going to come from. Those people didn't know it was going to come from this unsuspecting family member. They had no idea what they are praying for. No mortgage, no money, no savings, no nothing. House, 38 acres, views in their bathroom and their office of the mountains. The beautiful views of the front range, too. Is that hot? Is that hot? Ah, thank you, Father. Anyway, all right, let's go to this first slide. <laughs> you can literally receive any result you desire right now. Does Scripture say that? All things are possible to him who believes. If you ask, believe you have received it, and then you shall, is what he says, right? Okay, so there's no struggle, there was no striving, there's no anxious, there's, or lack of peace and joy. Kind of what I was taught is, um, hey, if you want that, uh, tongue more, word more, pray more, um, do everything more, which every, all of that teaching's from position of lack, is it not? How, how can I, if I am ready a joint heir of Jesus Christ, how can I have to do anything but freely receive it if I really understand it? I freely receive, don't I? I should. So, and I love science and quantum physics has been confirming the same message of Jesus. Here's why I love science. And uh, I, I love the spiritual, you guys know that. But what I love about science is that you can take guys that have nothing, no idea about scripture. They have a pretty good idea of who God is, typically. Honestly, they're like, you know what? There's, there's this... I, they all talk in, in something similar to this. They go, there's something that connects every one of us together that operates in gratitude and love. Like all the neuroscientists, uh, Carolyn Leaf, whatever, she knows scripture, but a lot of them have no idea who, what scripture is. But what's really cool is, is they can, true science is duplicatable, meaning 
Uh, some of you guys know the scientific method. Hey, here's my theory, and I believe if these two things happen, let's say, then I can produce X. And if you can do it over and over and over again, that's science, right? So here's what I love, is, is now with Joe Dispenza and all these neuroscientists, everything they're doing, they're going, you know what? If somebody needs a physical healing, we, we can tell, they hook them up with all the EKGs and EEGs, and they go, you know what? When they start visualizing what they actually desire, and they, they can tell, right, when they, when they start meditating on that over and over, it feels so good to be whole. It feels so good to be healed. They can see right when it's going to happen, and they get their healing. Isn't that wild? And they do it over and over and over. Don't you think we should try that? That's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm, well, anyway, we're, it's, it's really fun to me. So anyway, I, I love it because science and quantum physics is really just explaining the spiritual realm. What Jesus came to do. He goes, hey guys, stop looking for it out here. It's within you. Every, all, every answer to every question is within you, right? If he's omniscient and he knows everything, then do you have access to everything? You do. It's really a wild deal, isn't it? And we do crazy stuff sometimes. We're like, uh, oh, let's do this. Man, that would get you thrown out of church, but it'd sure be fun. And so God will do it because <laughs> he's responsive. It's really fun. So anyway, you're a perfectly loved son and daughter. It has to start there. It has to start there. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no if you should have done this, if you didn't this. Guys, even if you screwed up your whole life, the prodigal son really rips all that apart, right? He goes, you know what? Because the prodigal son, just how I describe it, I go, cat, he went to Vegas. He went on the strip and got crazy, right? Didn't feel worthy to come back. So he comes back to the father. Did the father go, I tried to tell you, be a good steward. What was the father's response? You didn't lose anything. You're still my son. Come into the house and enjoy it. And going into the house is always symbolic of go within because you're the tabernacle. So the answer for everything, all the wealth, all the, the desire of this son who thought he had lost everything, he goes, the answer is within. Come within the house. He's the house. You are the tabernacle of God. You get it? That's, that's what he's saying over and over and over. So anyway, the kingdom's within. The secret that's been hidden for ages is Jesus says, or John, or Paul, I'm sorry, says, you guys have all been looking out here for an angry God like every other religion. The secret that's been hidden for ages has always been true. It's, the anointing's always been in you. But when I send the spirit of sonship, it's going to be revealed. You mean you've always loved me? And you've always been in me? And all the creation of the anointing has always been there? Yeah, come on, guys. You do it all the time in different areas of your life. We do it with our kids, don't we? Hey, you can do whatever you set your mind to. Then we get to church and we tell them everything other than that. Don't we? We do. Get to church, read your Bible more, do all these things more. But if, they, if you really looked at every one of your true successes in your life, it's because you believe it at your core. That's it. I'm just trying to get you to believe who you are, your true identity. It's identity. All the people saying that identity, I go, it is. You're one with the anointed one. <laughs> oh, well, we're not that anointed. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So... He's in you, you're in him. If you understand the power of divinity in the seed, you'll understand the kingdom. So, this is what I love. And we'll, we'll get to Mark 4 here in a second. So anyway, all the prophecy that, uh, that Peter talks about in Acts when the Holy Spirit is given, it was, all, it was prophesied, wasn't it? He says, you know what? In that day, I'm gonna pour out my spirit on how much flesh? Everybody that has skin is gonna receive my spirit. Now, did they already have the spirit within? Of course they did. The revelation came of sonship. That was, the, that was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. When I send my spirit of sonship, they're all going to cry out, Abba. That's the baptism of the spirit. You guys get it? I hope the tongues guys actually get baptized in their spirit someday. 
I really do. When they finally get him a son, that was the true baptism. Now you don't need all that stuff. There's a better way. There's love. I'm not against any of that. You guys know that, right? I just know if it's the perfect prayer, I've seen a lot of you tongue for a long time and it's not working. It's not. How about just, if I can see my house on 35 acres, I can freely receive it as a son. No problem. The Spirit goes to work and starts to bring every event to pass because the earth will bring forth fruit of itself. The heart is what Jesus says. The inner belief. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. So, you don't need to struggle. Build your faith. It's none of that, guys. It's or argue theology or learn about God. This, all my pastor's friends, I'm like, I'm so tired about arguing about whether your God's right or this theology's right. or what. My Bible says, I don't care what your Bible says. I really don't. Because he's written the truth on my heart. Now, it can point me in the right direction, and I read it. I read it. I probably understand it better than those guys, to be honest with you. I'm not bragging about it, whatever. It's just like he'll reveal things to you. Go, oh, so you can take the surface meaning of Scripture, but that's really not the meaning most of the time. That's the physical carnal mind meaning. And then there's a deeper spiritual meaning. You go, ah, that's what that means. Get it? And Paul talks about it all the time. Hey, I'm talking about marriage with husband and wife, but I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about this mystical union that God became one with you. That's what he's talking about, marriage. That gets me excited. So, Anyway, so it's silly to struggle. It's silly to go do religious works. You got to learn how to freely receive what's given to you. Does that help you? All right, let's talk about this. Let's go to this next slide. And then I'll talk about some, some more testimonies, which are just fun. All right, so Jesus in Mark 4, he's talking about the, all the parables. He gives the parable of parables. So the parable of parables, he says, is the parable of the sower. And he says this. He says, the disciples are kind of confused, like, what are you talking about? The flying corn cob, the kelp corn seed, what are you talking about, right? That would be like, if he goes, it's like this. It's like, you know those flying corn cobs, you know? He's talking to them in that language they understand. If you're from Illinois or Iowa, you know what the decalb corn cob is, right? Some of you guys are city people. You're like, what, what is he talking about? They actually had a logo with a flying corn cob, the, the supernatural corn cob. So I think it's cool. And there's really is truth in that if you understand it. It has wings. It's, it's, so he says, if you understand this parable, actually he, he does the negative. He goes, if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to understand anything I'm saying. Doesn't he say that? He goes, how are you going to understand any of it? So if you don't understand this parable, you're going to start talking about the rich man and Lazarus, somebody goes to hell and somebody doesn't. Because you don't understand the parable of the kingdom. Haven't you heard people like that? What about Lazarus and the rich man? Do you not understand the parable? No. So you make up this weird ideology that somehow heaven and hell are separate places, even though they both see each other there. Weird, huh? So maybe it's not what... Maybe they don't understand the parable of parables. Because if you understand this parable, the parable of the sower, and did they understand it? No. So then they go, okay, time out. We don't get it. Tell us what it means. And then he goes, I'll tell you, but he goes, without a parable I don't teach, so that the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, that all these people are hearing everything I'm saying, but they're not truly hearing, and they're seeing everything I'm doing, but they're not truly seeing in their inner man. You guys get it? He goes, but those who get it, who have a good heart, and receive what I'm saying, produce 30, 60, 100 fold. And then he goes a little further in in Mark 4, if you go down in 26, and he's talking about all the different parables. He talks about you know, if you, if you take a, a mustard seed, this little tiny thing, it becomes this biggest tree in the whole garden, right? 
And so this one I love. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. So he's explaining how all these different things that you can liken the kingdom of God to. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring up and grow. He knoweth not how. there's There's so much meat in this thing. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear, after the full corn in the ear. Now what is the earth in this parable? Your heart is what Jesus tells the disciples. So it's your inner man, your spirit man, the within, whatever you want to call it. It's not your thump, thump, thump heart, right? He goes, it's inside you. It's what you believe. And so that's what he's trying to tell him. He's like, listen, you know what? What you believe is either going to create your heaven or your hell. But you're going to receive actually what you believe, right? He goes, and that's why he says, if, you're light, if, if your revelation of what you think you know about God is dark, he goes, oh boy, that's going to be really dark for you. If your light is darkness, how dark is that darkness, right? He goes, but if they ever turn and see me face to face for who I really am, oh man, they'll be so zoed. They'll be healed. Their heart will be healed. So here's what's cool about this. The earth, the heart, your inner man brings forth fruit of herself. It's automatos. And I've, some of you guys heard me last Sunday and the fellowship Online fellowship, I looked it up. It's, this is pretty cool in Strong's. It's automatic, all by itself, needing no external force. Is that awesome? So all this couple did, as they saw their house, they would walk through their 35 acres, they would feel as if the, the house was already real, and somehow the heart, what they believed, brought forth fruit all by itself, no external force required of them. As a man thinketh in his Heart is what he's going to experience. So is he, right? You know that what he says? If you believe in your heart, all things are possible to you. As you believe is what's going to be real to you. That's why I'm sharing these, these testimonies. So I just got another one today. Is, is uh, uh, A friend of mine was, uh, was going, hey, I heard this service, and I heard about these guys got a raise. Got a $10,000 raise. And something just started to well up in me. and like, hey, you know what? That's the same God. Why? I, should, I, I deserve a raise. And started getting boiled up in him and he just started to believe it and so he's like oh my gosh I've got the raise I'm a joint heir so he goes in and says you know what I'd like a $10,000 raise no problem I'll give you a $12,000 raise how's that <laughs> that's good isn't it yeah. now what's cool is he could have got a $24,000 raise <laughs> as a man thinketh, so is he there's no limits right see come on is it, isn't, a, isn't a free house on 35 acres pretty cool that's awesome that's just awesome there's no limits amen so let me just, I'll, I'll read a couple other things to you. Oh, so let's say uh, if you desire restoration in, um, in relationships. Oh, I got three of them this week. It's so awesome to me. Oh, you can do what you want. You know, like cause a lot of people in scripture, I go, if I have an issue with this or if I have an issue with my family member, go confront them. And, and then uh, if they don't receive it, bring somebody else that's just as mad about God as you and <laughs> tell them you both know the truth and Put them in their place. That's, that's my interpretation of you know, how most Christians do it. To prove they're right. How well does that usually go? <laughs> uh, hey, you guys are early on in your marriage. How well does that usually go? Didn't go very well early on in our marriage, did it? Like, I'm going to show her because the Bible says this. I'm sleeping with my book that night, not my wife, right? <laughs> It's a bad night. Tonight's not going to be a good night, but I got my word. I'd much rather have my wife. Does that make sense? So anyway, I'm just kind of tweaking you guys. Think about Jesus. Did he tweak the religious? Don't eat pork and drink wine, especially not on the Sabbath. So what does he do? (laughs) 
And certainly don't heal somebody on the Sabbath, my God. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? And then he just tweaks them. He goes, hey, come on, guys. You guys are good Jews. You're business people. If one of your donkeys falls in a pit on the Sabbath, every one of you sneak and go do it and pull it out of the pit. Why not a human on the Sabbath, right? He goes, you hypocrites. Doesn't he? He goes, every one of you would. Uh, so you're giving them a license to sin? No, they're sinning. They're, they're going and getting the donkey out of the pit. They just don't dare tell their pastor. Right? Isn't that truth? So that's why it's so easy for us to go, we're just mildly stupid most of the time. And yeah, we're one of you. It's easy. No pedestal. Does that, does that make sense? It's much easier. So do you truly believe that your heart bringeth fruit of itself with no external force required? That's what I'm trying to get you guys to believe. Amen? Uh, I'll tell you where this testimony, some of you guys may have heard this in the service, but this is what inspired that couple to listen to, uh, oh, and then uh, Jim Farmer, I'm going to share yours. I'm not going to share all the details. I'm just going to share what you, is that, is that cool? Okay, let me share this one too. And uh, then we'll, we'll actually go through like how you, you guys want to like experience some really cool things in 2020? Yes. Some of you guys want one of your dream houses in 2020? Have you been a good steward? <laughs> no, man. I'm the dude that just got to Vegas and still gets the monster. Amen? <laughs> Love it. That's God. Oh, so good, so good, so good. Anyway, uh, so here's this lady. This, this, was, uh, this, was, this book was written in 1961, so I'll ask some of you financial guys about time, value, money here. But anyway, so... So here's this lady. She's going, most of us read and love fairy stories, but we all know that stories of improbable riches and good fortune are for the delight of their very young. But are they? I want to tell you something unbelievably wonderful that happened to me through the power of my imagination. And I'm not, quote unquote, young in years. We live in an age which believes in neither fable nor magic, and yet everything I could possibly want in my wildest daydreams was given to me by simply doing... Uh, by simply ima- realizing that imagining creates reality and that feeling is the secret of imagining. Okay, did you hear that? What I do in my mind is real. That's all faith is, guys. Do I believe what I do within is real more than the physical? That's all faith is. You don't need to do anything else for it. Doesn't that make sim- faith simple? He goes, the earth, the, the mustard seed, all of the kingdom works by simply planting that thing in the earth and he's, he's pure love. So he goes, oh, You've, you've come to me face to face. You've presented in the spirit what you desire. And as the good husband I am, I can't wait to spoil my bride and give you the desire of your heart. That's Psalm 37, 4 and 5. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Now roll it over to him. Trust him and he will do it. Where is he? Within. It's, your, it's your, the secret place of the most high where you can't see, right? That's why the, the, the tabernacle and the, the Ark of the Covenant was within and only the high priest could go. And then he goes, yeah, but I've made you all a kingdom of kings and priests. And the tabernacle of David, the stones rolled away. And you, we're the tabernacle of skin now. And all of us can go into his presence at any time. Now, in his presence is complete and full what? Joy. So if we're experiencing anything other than that, I promise you we're still dealing with our five physical senses and we haven't gone within. Does that help you? We act like it here. Oh, it's... We're, it's I'm so full of your joy, you go out and you give the guy a finger because he cut you off. You know, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, that's not how it works, right? It's within. Does that make sense? 
in his presence, within. So when you start seeing what's real about you and believing what's real about you within, that's when there's complete fullness of joy. Holy smokes, Lord. You mean everything is mine so that my joy may be full? Yes. Up until now, you haven't asked anything in my name because you didn't realize you were my son. And if you're my son, you're a joint heir, and everything I own is yours. So ask, you shall receive so you can be joyful. There will be no lust because you already own everything. How can you lust? Get it? Ah, now you can start dreaming, right? All right, so we, let's see, where is it? So, imagine increased my reality, and the feeling is the secret of imagining. So they feel as if it's already real. At the time of this wonderful thing happened to me, I was out of a job. I had no family to fall back on and support. I needed just about everything. To find a decent job, I needed a car to look for, and though I had a car, it was worn out, and it was ready to fall apart. I was behind in my rent. I had no clothes, proper clothes to seek a job, and today, it's no fun for a woman of 55. This is, like I said, written in 61, so 55, you're but a pup, guys. So, it's no fun for a woman of 55 to apply for any kind of job. My bank account was depleted. There was no friend to whom I could turn. But for almost a year, <clears throat> I had listened. That imagination creates reality, and, de- and desperation forced me to use my imagination to see if this was actually real. Indeed, I had nothing to lose because I was already out of everything. It was natural for me, I suppose, to begin by imagining myself having everything I needed because I needed everything. But I needed so many things in such a short order that I found myself exhausted when I finally got through the list. And by that time, I was so nervous I couldn't go to sleep. One lecture I heard you tell of an artist who captured the feeling or the word, as you call it, and isn't it wonderful? So if some of you guys have a hard time envisioning one, stop. That's, that excuse will work. I have a hard time envisioning. Stop that. Start going, I have, a, I have the mind of Christ. I can envision the greatest things in the world with my mind. Isn't that better? Yeah. I'm telling you, then you won't use that lame excuse. Every, every. But if you want to use that lame excuse, here's a way out of it, okay? So <clears throat> this couple was saying, it's like, isn't it wonderful that wonderful things happen to me every day of my life. Isn't it? It feels so wonderful to have our house on 35 acres with views of the mountains. It's so wonderful. This is what they did. That's what they're telling us, wasn't it? So, isn't it wonderful, she said. I began to apply this idea in my situation. Instead of thinking of and imagining every article I needed, which is most people, it's kind of funny because when I ask, when people send in to pray, I usually even tell them, I go, I'm not so concerned about what's wrong with you. I want to know what you want your end result in prayer to be. Let's start thinking about what you do want, right? Not what we don't. They they tell me everything. I lost my job. I'm disability. I'm this. I'm that. I'm healed. And I got this bronchitis. I got that, that, that. Like, that's all fantastic, but that's not you. The real you is within. And once you go there, there's fullness of joy. And once you get fullness of joy, every sickness is just lack of energy in your cells. Your cells are going to have enough energy and you're going to be whole. Hallelujah. Pretty simple, huh? I feel compelled to tell you what's wrong with me. That's what they do. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'm like, that's fine. You can do it a zillion times, but please tell me what you want the result in prayer to be. Just tell me what you want. I have to like pull it out of them. You mean like, oh, you mean like, what do you want me to pray for? Yes. You told me everything that's wrong. What do you actually want? Right? That's so hard for people. Like, we talk about that all the time in writing. I go, just write what you want. Just write. I don't know, I've got a writer's block. No, you don't, just write, right? It's fun. So you see how I do it sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, man, let's go to the Flying Corn Cob. It's just all over the place, but it's fun. So 
It just flows. So anyway, so I began to apply this idea to my case. Instead of in thinking of imagining every, everything I needed, I tried to capture the feeling that something wonderful was happening. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I had complete health? Wouldn't it be wonderful if these relationships were restored? Wouldn't it be wonderful if I've got the hottest babe on the planet? Oh, I do. Thank you, Father. Yeah, I do this all the time, Jerry. <laughs> hey, husbands, it's pretty cool after a while. She walks in, and what do I do? Whoa. Whoa. Because the men all pause when she walks into the room. James, you know that, right? Little climax. They sing that song. The men all pause as she walks into the room, right? I do that to my wife all the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's fun. Can we, have, can we have fun in our marriage? We actually do this crazy stuff. My kids are like, Dad. You'll get it someday. So I would say over and over myself as I fell asleep, isn't it wonderful? 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 Guys, when you're, when you're ready to go to sleep, don't be begging God and like, oh, Lord, I need this. Please, 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 none of that. Oh, I'm so thankful and grateful that I have everything I need. I'm so thankful and grateful that his riches are overflowing in every area of my life. I'm so thankful that I've got this awesome relationship. I'm so thankful that I love my wife and I love my kids and they love me back. I'm so thankful, even if that's not real at the time in your physical reality. Does that, does that help you? So she goes, it's so wonderful. It's all, that's what they, she, this lady was doing. It, was so, it feels so wonderful. It feels so wonderful and she'd go to sleep. I would say over and over to myself as I fell asleep, isn't it wonderful? Something marvelous is happening to me right now. And as I fell asleep, I, felt, I would feel the way I would feel to expect if those circumstances that I desired were real. I repeated that imaginary action and feeling for two months, night after night, and one day in early October, I met a casual friend I hadn't seen for months who informed me he was about to leave on a trip to New York. Ron and Martha, I just traded your daughters in New York, and she's not having fun. First time, it's overwhelming. Second or third time, it's a blast. So I lived in New York many years ago, and we talked talked about the city for a few months, and then I parted. I completely forgot about the whole incident. One month later to that day, this man called at my apartment and simply handed me a certified check in my name for $2,500. Now remember, this is 1961, guys. After I got over the initial shock of seeing my name on a check for so much money, the story that unfolded seemed like a dream. It concerned a friend I had not seen or heard from for more than 25 years, this friend of my past, I now learned, had become extremely wealthy in those 25 years. Our mutual acquaintance who had brought the check to me had met him quite by accident on his trip to New York last month. During their conversation, they spoke about me, and for reasons I don't know for this today, I've not heard from him personally. I've never attempted to contact him. This old friend of mine decided to share a portion of his wealth with me. For the next two years, from the office of his attorney, I received monthly checks so generous in the amount that they covered everything I would ever need with much left over for all the lovely things of life, a car, a clothes, a spacious apartment, and best of all, no need to earn my daily bread. This past month, I received a letter and some legal papers to be signed, which provides the continuation of this monthly income for the rest of my natural life. Thank you, God. Wow. Hallelujah. Could she have received that at any time? Of course she could, because it was always there. She's in, the earth will bring forth the fruits of itself. Now, some of you guys... Uh, so 2,500 in 1961, if we, uh, Ron and Jim Farmer, some of you financial guys, uh, Brent Hubby, rule of 72, what, what's, what's like the, the low inflation that they call it right now? Like 3%? 2%? So, but if you take college education and all that, it's way more. College education is like going up like 15% a year or something like that. But anyway, can we just use 3%? All right, easy? 
3%. So rule 72 basically says you can divide 3% into 72, and that's how, that's how often, uh, how much interest you need to, to double and keep up with inflation every, so if you take 72 divided by 3%, it's what, 12 years, right? No, 20, 26, I'm sorry, 26 years. So 1961, so if we'd add 39, could we just say 40 years to get to 2,000? And another 20, so that's 60 years. So on the low end, if you had to double every 26 years, that means it doubled from 1961, the first 26 years, $2,500 is 5,000. If you double again, two and a half times, 23 into 72 is two and a half, uh, 26 is two and a half. Then it would be 10,000. If you doubled a half again, it'd be 15,000. So on the low end, that's 15,000 a month for the rest of your life in today's dollars. Pretty good, isn't it? The earth brings forth its fruit with no effort of its own. What is this saying? You're a joint heir of Jesus Christ. All things are yours. I've given you life and death. Choose what you want. It literally becomes a choice. You go from this day forward, this is who I am and this is what I have. And you start dwelling on that. As you, as you wake up and you go to sleep, the earth will bring forth its fruit of itself. The riches of the kingdom are within. Are you guys getting this? So these relationships, would, they were going, hey, we've strained the relationship. I said, well, first thing, I'd recommend, unless you have a really mature relationship, do it in the spirit, meaning do it within. If the kingdom's within and all the power's within, so all I was telling these people to do where they had the strange relationship, some of them hadn't seen their grandkids for years, actually two of them, their, uh, the, the kids were a little concerned about the grandpa and grandma because the grandpa and grandma were over-religious. Ever seen that? So a son-in-law or a mother-in-law or a daughter-in-law enters into the family. They go, your parents are a little wacky. They're a little over-religious to me. You ever see that? I see it all the time. And, uh, and then they get really weird. And then they go, I don't want you around my kids. I've seen that over and over and over, guys. So I was just sharing with these, these three different testimonies. I've shared with a lot of people, but three testimonies came in. I said, all I want you to do is see that relationship whole in your heart. When you, when you wake up and we go to bed, thank you, Father, that I have a relationship with my kids. I have a relationship with my grandkids. I'm so grateful that everything's whole. I'm so grateful that relationships are stored. Three times that I heard from three different couples this week, they're like, you'll never believe this. My, my kids and grandkids reached out to me this week and invited me back into their life. That's awesome, isn't it? And it all happened where the kingdom is, where God's presence is, is within. Amen. You guys getting this? So let's say, uh, how many guys would love a little more extra wealth yeah. in 2020? Yeah. Okay. So I shared this the other night. Oh, let's talk about healing too, because that's, that's a good one. Start to see yourself divinely whole, right? With no other source outside of it. That's the hard part for most of you guys, because you got the TV on all the time. Well, so-and-so says this, and this report says this, and this report says that. Yeah, yeah. that's the surface that's the, 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 the five physical senses. That's the carnal mind. That's the fallen mindset. That is your 666. That is the beast within. That I have to deal with that. That fallen mind, amen? But if I go within and I see myself as Jesus is, so am I in this world, amen? So is Jesus perfectly whole, vibrant, no aches and pains? Then you are perfectly whole and vibrant, no aches and pains. Hallelujah. Amen? So people always go, they go, uh, I go, no, I, I don't have any aches and pains, do I? I really don't. <laughs> it's crazy. They're like, that's no fair. You eat wings. I go, no, I don't believe the nonsense you believe. So it's really easy, actually. 
I'm going to eat wings and adult soda pops and outlive everybody. So I promise, because it's just real. It's just, yes, thank you, Father, I have that. <sighs> so if you want wealth, I, I shared 2 Corinthians 9, because it's one of my favorites. Now, here's what I want you to get. He says, um, God is not mocked. Most people have read that as a, like a, a warning, right? Like, God will love you perfectly, so accept him, because if you don't, he's going to torture you forever in case you don't love him back. God will not be mocked. Like, wow, that's awesome love. That's fantastic. Can't wait to meet that bride. Woo, right? Can you imagine that? That's goofy. When he says God is not mocked, you reap what you sow. He's not only talking about, because it's in context of physical giving, but he's, what is he really, the, the parable of the sower is what? What you sow inside, within, isn't that? He goes, the whole parable is your heart is the earth, and so whatever you believe about me there is what you're going to experience, right? So it's in the context of physical giving, which is, which is real, but what's the deeper meaning there when he's talking about God will, be mocked, you'll, God will not be mocked, you'll reap what you sow? What's he really talking about? How you see me is what you're going to experience, because it can be no other way. The divinity within you will create exactly what you believe. God's not mocked. Does that make sense? Does that help you? It's not, a, it's not a threat like, you better believe or else. He's like, I'm trying to tell you, you can have life or death. Choose life. It's much better. So if it's a choice to be, have abundance or if it's a choice to live in lack, what's a better choice? Abundance. He's okay if you choose lack, honestly. He loves you. No, does he love you any different? No. It's just easier if you have it. <laughs> Is it not? It's not as miserable. So... He goes, choose life. So from this day forward, how much do you have? Whatever, right? He who has ears to hear, let him hear, right? And so he says, God will not be mocked. And then, he's, then he gives this really interesting thing. He says, listen, I'm the same God that gives bread to the eater, but I'm also the same God in 2 Corinthians 9. He says, so here's what he's saying, guys. How you believe your situation to be is what you're going to experience because the divinity within will, will create whatever you put in there. The earth will bring it forth. So if you see me as just giving enough, just providing you enough, I, I lost my job, um, uh, I'm on disability, you know, times are tough, uh, the Republicans are in office, the Democrats are in office, I don't really care, the economy is this, the interest rates are this, you're going to experience that, Right? But if you're going to experience, I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. His riches overflow all the time and at all times, and I can receive whatever I want at any time. Thank you, Father. Then I'll experience that, is what he's saying. He says, so if you see me as just, I'm the same God. He goes, I'm the same. So I'm the same God that if you just see me as giving bread to the eater, then what are you going to experience? I'm barely going to get by. I'm just going to eat, right? But if you see me as, as you you're overflowing, and he, he uses an example of Jesus' life. He goes, Jesus' life is your life. Consider him. He cast his bread on how many? All over the place. Many waters is what he says. And did it always come back? Yes. So he's going, if you see me as just the God who will barely provide for you, that's what you're going to experience. If you see me as I'm one with Jesus and this guy that I can give for every good work, and I will have 
abundance. He will make all grace abound to me. And that's where Paul starts using all the superlatives. Always, all the time, ever, you'll have more than enough to give to every good work and have enough left over to have an awesome life. Isn't that what this lady just said? Because the amazing part of it is, I have much left over for all the lovely things of life. Hallelujah. Is that good? So, does he want us to be this cheerful giver? This isn't a giving message. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to show what it, what, what it looks like. Is He's going, I want you to get that you share the life of Jesus. That you'll always have enough when something comes up. I'm not just squeaking by and bread to the eater. I'm the same God. It's how you perceive me and how you perceive your relationship with me. If you realize that I'm this overabundant, giving you everything of your heart's desire at all times that I can give. Thank you, Father, that I gave that five times, came back into my treasury so I can give to the next thing and take my wife on a hot date. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That's it. Does that make sense? Do you get it? Your heart will produce whatever you want. You get it? So how about being this abundant, cheerful giver when we give to Inspire and help all these? What I really want with Inspire is I want to get into their life. Because why they are where they are is because they think of God as just supplying enough and I'm out of my job and my car is broken down and all this stuff. I go, we're going to take care of your needs to show you that God tangibly loves you. But I really want you to get your choices, not your, your thought process have got you there, not bad decisions, God's punishing you, Satan's after you, none of that garbage. What you believe about yourself, once you start to believe that I am the bride of Christ, I've never seen the wife of a wealthy man walking around in rags. Does that make sense? So I would just, I would encourage you, what we're doing with our kids right now is, is eliminate everything, all these words, and we do it all the time yet. It's, it's amazing how ingrained this stuff is. I would eliminate things like, that's expensive. You can't afford that. How are you going to pay for that? So when this couple comes, I go, we want to, uh, we know their, their income in the physical, but how much is their income in the spiritual? Whatever it needs to be. So we didn't go, can you afford that? Get your act together. How much is in your savings? Interest rates, you know, get them locked in. We didn't do any of that. Yeah, man, freely receive. Freely receive. Did they, did they receive it? Yes. Is that cool? Well, I'm too long. So is this helping you? Is this helping you? So if you want a physical healing, that's why I, I love. I love the one Sharbo sent me. Um, I, think, I think I was listening to one of the Neville services. He goes, so... If you're in a wheelchair and you want to receive a physical healing so you can walk, he says, start seeing yourself as t- totally whole, totally free. He didn't go, hey, let's have a prayer meeting, work up the spirit, pray in tongues, pray in fast for a week before this happens, etc. None of that. He's like, see, your, see and feel as if it would, you're already there. And that's when, that's when Charbo's like, Mikey, you got to read this thing. And he sent me that gymnast. So you guys have heard the story, but it's beautiful what she says. In fact, next week I'm going to share this this video of, some of you guys know Amy Purdy. It's, an, it's a quick little interview with Oprah where she lost her legs with meningitis. She was a snowboarder, young, young girl. All of a sudden, next day, her legs are gone. That's a bad day, isn't it? She goes, I didn't stay there too long in that, that thought process. I started to see myself going down the mountain. I started to feel the snow going in my face. I started to feel me, myself carving on my snowboard down the thing. She goes to the doctors. They give her her first set of prosthetics. And she goes, you know, can I snowboard? They goes, sorry, ma'am. There, there are no prosthetics that are built and have the right requirements to ever snowboard. I don't really care that I'll make my own, she said. 
because I can see and feel myself going down that mountain on my snowboard. And she won third in snowboarding at the Paralympics. Isn't that cool? That's cool, isn't it? That is really cool to me. So we'll just stop it there. Is you good? All right, get to your feet. Like, ah, does this help? Thank you, Father. So the kingdom's where? The anointed one, the all creative power, everything he has is where? Come into the house, right? It's within. All things are possible within, is what he's saying. All things are possible to where you believe. You're going to meet me face to face between the cherubim. God's presence is in the, between the cherubim in the Ark of the Covenant in the holiest of holy places where you can't see. Where is that? That's your divinity. It's your heart and mind. He's, he doesn't do, think about guys. He's the God of the universe. That's why I love light years and science. Because if you try to get your arms around that, I'm like, the God who created light years of distance is within me. I think he can probably take care of my bills. <laughs> Couldn't he? I think he could probably give me anything my heart desires in 2020. Right? I think I could be this amazing, overabundant giver that God designed me to be, to be a light to the rest of the world. Couldn't he? Of course he could. I've set before you whatever you desire, you get to choose. Your heart will produce anything that you plant there with no effort required. The des- so what's really wild, guys, is what you have to understand. That seed, that corn seed, how in the world, I don't know how light it is. Martin, you shared how light it was. It's like light, light, light. If we just think of physical mass, that corn seed. And it turns into this massive corn stalk with all these seeds. Where did it come from? How did that work? We know not how. Just go to sleep, and what you plant there will bring forth of its fruit with no effort required on your own. So that doesn't mean you're not going to do anything, but you don't have to worry about how it's going to be done. If you needed a right relationship, if you needed a right thing, if you needed the right favor to show up in your life, if you needed anything, God's already orchestrated it. The seed has the power, the divinity within itself, to produce whatever you plant in your heart all by itself so your joy may be full. You get that? Miraculous relationships will show up in your life. Lord, I don't know how, but thank you that I already have this. It feels so wonderful how you have this. And you do that as you're going to sleep, and when you're waking up, you feel that. Thank you, Father. Because gratitude is the fastest way, guys. Because gratitude implies that you already own it. I already have it, right? I'm not praying God to please, please give it to me. Where is it? I've done this for a month, and it's not here. I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> That's all the emails I get. So if you already have it, you won't be looking for it and wondering if you're doing it wrong you got to get the revelation that before you even ask for it, I have it. Hallelujah. If I have it, thank you, Father, that I have this, knowing that the heart will bring it forth and you will experience it physically. Does this help? If you get that, you'll get how the kingdom works. You can plant it in your heart and trust in a love so great that he'll bring it to pass as you present it to him. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for this generous love that you've given us, that they can receive anything. Oh, please just let them take the limits off their life this, this tonight, this week, whatever, as they go through this. If I truly know I could receive anything, Jim Farmer, I'll share your testimony next week. I just thought of it. So, uh, it's awesome. Oh, I sh- this fits, actually. I'll share it next week, but he's in a, he's in a business a mastermind group with Dean Graziosi and, and uh, um, Tony, Robbins. Tony Robbins. 
high-level guys, right? So as business guys, they're all setting their goals for 2020. And, every, and Jim, you can clean this up if I got it all wrong, but I think I've got the, the gist of it right. And then I'll share the actual testimony next week. And so they're doing all the typical things. Well, we've got to have a business plan. We need this much capital. We need that. We need this. That's not realistic, you know? Let's, let's plan for this much growth in 2020. And I, and I think what Jim says is you can just nod if I'm getting this right. Dean just finally goes, stop. You don't need anything but your creativity. Stop thinking you need this much capital. Stop thinking you need that. Stop thinking you need this. The earth, the creativity of the divinity within will bring it forth. If it needs to be there, it'll show up when it needs to be. You just go and keep planting that thing, man. Is that about accurate? Yeah, geez, that's good, isn't it? Hallelujah. That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. So so good. So thank you, Father. They can literally create any desire of their heart that they want. They can freely receive it. If they own it, they don't have to struggle for it. They freely receive. And how we freely receive is we feel the gratitude as if it's already done and it'll appear. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen. 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 So if you want to give, I see Mike has got his bucket. Uh, Father, we just thank you. You're the same God. Let them start to see you as who you are. That as we give, it truly is this amazing thing. We'll always have enough for ourselves because you love us and to give to every good work. In fact, we can receive anything we desire. So fathers, we plant this. It's overflowing his riches, his health, his wealth, his restoration of relationships in every area of these people's lives. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen.